When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Maryland sports fans. There's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's off-track betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hello, I'm Austin from Sisters Doll. I'm Bryce from Sisters Doll. And I'm Brennan from Sisters Doll. And you are listening to Shout It Out Loud cast with Tom and Zeus. Let's go. Fuck Fuck you. Turn it up. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Here we go. Oi. This is Gene Simmons. Put that cookie down. Kiss. Stop pressing the button. Star. Simmons. Star. Paul Stanley. Is that what he does? Stop shouting. I need He's not what you would call a handsome man. Oh no, here come the kiss times. Is that a positive thing? Okay. Alright. I'm gonna grab me an ice cold mellow Why? Why do that to the fan? Stop it. Why? Because fuck them. That's what we're talking about. 617 525 You do? Hey, fuck them. Do you like this? Settle down. Hello. Hey, what's up there, Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus, another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast, episode 201, Peter Chris 1978 solo album. Tom, don't let me find you sleeping what, with what, another what, man. What a way to follow up our 200th with Eddie Trunk. Now, I'm going to let people in on a secret, a little secret here. If all of our plans for our 200th episode were not able to take place due to scheduling conflicts or if anything, we were seriously in shouted out loudcast fashion going to celebrate 200 episodes with the Peter Chris solo album review. So you guys can thank Eddie Trunk for being available and saving you from that. Although now you're here. Yeah, um, I don't think it's a goof. I think they would I think don't, it was a goof. That's my point. That's my point. I don't we me and you, dude. Me and you, this is gonna be an interesting episode because I think the two of us are outliers big time with this. So yeah, and and I'm I'm prepared to just be like, you don't you're not listening. 
right. not listening to it. Right. You're not. You just right. have your mind made up. Oh, it sucks. Oh, disco. <laughs> oh, I don't know what he's doing. Oh, shut up. Anyways, on that happy note, Tom, <laughs> before we go forward, we go backwards. And But before we do any of that, we give a shout out. And who do we give a shout out to? Yeah, ABCPA Inc. Our buddy, Tony Barone, the tax man. Okay, he's the good kind of tax man. Yeah, it's, it's a positive thing. Okay, okay. So Tony runs ABCPA Inc. It's been our sponsor, and we want you, the listener, to give him a shout. So if you have a business, he can help you with all your bookkeeping, financial statements, payroll processing, payroll tax returns, sales tax returns, filing your federal and state income tax returns, and help with starting your new business. We've been saying this all along. The new year's coming. People start new businesses. Don't fall behind. Get ahead of it. Talk to a tax person like Tony so he can get you prepared. Uh, For individuals, he offers help with sole proprietorship, rental real estate, trust estate tax returns, and filing personal federal and state income tax returns. He has access in 50 states, Tom. So whether you are in um, Utah or uh, Tennessee, Tennessee, (laughs) whatever that song goes. Arrested Um, Development, future ARC album. Yeah. Uh, Did you know Kiss Army? If you own a business with employees that have had 20% reduction in revenue, than you did in 2019 due to COVID or state-mandated shutdowns, you might be entitled to additional tax credits. And the opener of last week's show, what does he say about tax credits, Tom? Ooh, I like it. Follow him on, on Facebook, LinkedIn, and visit him on his website, AB. CPAinc.com. That's abcpainc.com. Or you can email Tony. Tony at abcpainc.com. That's Tony at abcpainc.com. Or you can call him at 708-430-3232. Again, 708-430-3232. Yeah, ABCPA Inc. Give Tony Barone a call. Set yourself up. Be prepared. So, Tom, last week we celebrated our 200th episode with a one-of-a-kind fun in, in I don't know, uh, one of the best conversations we've ever had, if not the best conversation we've ever had on Shout Out Loudcast with the one and only Eddie Trunk. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of feedback. We did a poll. How'd that go? Yep. So the poll was based on one of the questions that we asked Eddie and that we discussed. And we talked about blocks of albums, makeup albums. Um, So we put it out there, the four groups. Debut, Harder Than Hell, Dressed to Kill, Destroyer, Rock and Roll Over, Love Gun, Dynasty Unmasked, Music from the Elder, Creatures of the Night, and then finally Psycho Circus, Sonic Boom, and Monster. I was, I'm not going to say I'm surprised that this won. I'm surprised by how Big it won, but I think it it won on, on the backs of Destroyer. So the Destroyer Rock and Roll Over Love Gun, 65% of the vote. 
That's huge. That's like a we. That's a blowout. Yeah. Um, right, right behind that at eighteen percent was the debut harder than hell dressed to kill. Coming in at fourteen percent was Dynasty Unmasked Elder Creatures of the Night, and then three percent of you need to have your head examined because you voted for Psycho Circus, Sonic Boom, and Monster. Um, so let's take a look at a couple comments here because I know a lot of people were passionate about this. Speaking of Psycho Circus, Sonic Boom, and Monster, our buddy Christopher the Wallet Hake chimes in and says. If someone votes for Psycho Circus, Sonic Boom, and Monster, they need a psych evaluation. I mean, are you fucking kidding me? There you go. Couldn't couldn't said it better myself. Egg Hog says, I went head over heart with this one, and I chose the Destroyer group. It's hard to argue with those songs in the production, but I love the messy Elder crew. The lows are low on those albums, but the highs fucking rule. It's a good way to, it's a good way to say it. Todd Steele says, my era is the first group of albums. Everything from these albums were the stepping stones for what was to come. Oh, and then our favorite miserable music man chimes in. Anyone voting for that last group needs to be taken outside and beaten with a shoe. (laughs) A la Mike Milbury. All right. Uh, Let's get into some episode specific comments because that was uh, obviously related to the poll. Uh, a lot of feedback. We love you guys so much for all the positive feedback. You guys really enjoyed the episode. Obviously, we enjoyed doing it, of course. Uh, let's bang through a couple of these. Clark Side of the Moon, congrats, guys. Just finished the episode. Every time I think you've done the best episode, you knock another one out of the park. Great, honest conversation. Kudos to you, too, and to Eddie for the honest discussion, rankings, and more. 200 is just the beginning. Our buddy Jepson, congrats. Oh, no. on- oh yeah. Congrats on 200. It's been an amazing adventure with you guys, and the laughs never stop. Thanks for all the hard work. It paid off. Number one kiss podcast. Real proud of you. <laughs> yeah, we love Kevin. Speaking of loving Kevin, we love this guy, the great Jim Riley. Congrats, Tom and Zeus. Episode 200 was great. Eddie was my hard rock source in the 80s at WDHA, New Jersey, 10 minutes from where I grew up. To have you guys and Eddie talk kiss in 2022 for me is wild. And yeah, with the gene intro. Thanks for all you do for us. God bless brothers. Yeah. Speaking of, thank you guys again. Tons of great feedback on that incredible intro from Gene. No, that was not a cameo. Somebody said, how much was the cameo? No, Gene doesn't. Gene doesn't do cameos. That was not a cameo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, tons of great feedback. So there's some Twitter stuff because uh, we know that we want to get through feedback so we can talk about love. It's an easy thing. Banjo LeBlade <laughs> just found you guys and overdosing as we speak. Amazing show and find myself nodding along furiously. Alive three rocks. Creatures is the best, as are the Bruciest. Kiss debut, one of the greatest albums uh, ever, too. Jeez, going to be a lot of listening to. Ace impressions make me giggle like a schoolgirl, too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Eddie jumped in with his ace impressions too. So that was nice. Yeah. Uh, our buddy Graham Richley, fantastic and fitting 200th episode. I really warmed to Eddie. He's a class act, opinionated and articulate. Congratulations guys on the first 200. I'll never forget the day I stumbled over one of your early episodes. And Zeus read out a listener comment, Detroit rot city by a cunt here. <laughs> I knew I found my guys. 
I don't think that was me. I was just read. <laughs> yeah, we, we we don't really use that word. Uh, Ryan, Michael Scott, Spencer Cook, Dole, Kulik, Simmons, fucking whatever. Uh, fantastic episode. Paul Hader. Great, great episode. I giggled like a Japanese school girl. <laughs> what? All the way through it. Seuss's delight at Eddie's placement of Love Gun and Tom's dismay, which I get as the album has always been my number one kiss album. The A story, too. Hilarious. I'm telling you, boys, you are truly on an arc towards having Ace, Peter, or maybe even Gene on this podcast. Paul, not a chance. (laughs) Again, big congrats on the milestone. Love you both. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul. (laughs) God even need to do that one. God bless you, Paul. Hook you. Hook me. (laughs) What does Japanese schoolgirl have anything to do with anything? <laughs> Fuck me, that was fast. Fuck me. Fuck you. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Let's go over to Loud Casters. Anytime we can find a way to get that into the show. Oh, Fuck me. <laughs> Fuck me, that was fast. The taxman, Anthony Barone. Yeah. One of the best episodes. Uh, our buddy Sean DeHaan. Sean, I hope you start you get well. He sent us a message. He was having a little bit of a health issue there. We uh wish you well, my friend. Great episode. Congratulations, guys. Says it all. Yeah, Sean, best wishes to you, buddy. Stay healthy, okay? We're thinking about you. Keep listening. But uh we're we're, we're thinking of you and hoping for the best. Take care of yourself. Wish you luck in the future. Say a prayer. Okay, see you later, fruitcake. God uh, bless you, babe. <laughs> Uh, our buddy Jack Pinocchio. Congratulations, guys. Honestly, very well deserved. To the question of the week, would I see Kiss with four new members? I'd have to say no. At that point, it's a cover tribute band. And if that's the case, I'd rather see Scott and Kisteria. Ooh, there you go. All right, yeah, a buddy Scott. Drop? Yeah, buddy Scott Donaldson, Australia's uh, cover band Kisteria, and he's the fox in that as the drummer. Yeah. Make sure if you're down under. Oh boy, uh, to go catch Kisteria, definitely, uh, because I know I'd enjoy them more. Says Jack. Jack, we love you, brother. Yep. Uh, next, let's go over uh, a quick hop, skip, and a jump. Over to uh, Instagram, where our buddy Nicolino says, happy 200th, boy. Uh, Michael TTI, or perhaps it's tit, I don't know, um, already waiting for the 300th episode. And KCV Rocks 2022 says, cool. Okay. Let's go to, hey, Tom, for the first 200 episodes, I did this. What do you say for the next 200? I don't do it. I support that. 
All right. Let's go over to YouTube. If there's a backlash on it, I'll go back to it. How's that? No. Craig uh, <laughs> Broderick. Eddie's always a great guest. Awesome episode. New drinking game, though. Every time Eddie says, just quickly. <laughs> See, I got to say, that's it's so funny how when listener when people are listening to the show the stuff that they pick up on that we don't pick up on when we're talking because i saw that comment and i'm like i laughed but i'm like i did not i didn't you pick know, up on that oh i bet you they could pick up on shit that i say constantly oh absolutely sure oh no and doubt then you start Abs- getting a com- absolutely you get a major complex from it yeah you start then you start just not talking at all <laughs> yeah uh our buddy and a super cool guy and he's a big help to the show and that's tom dust Oh, yes. Uh, he writes, best bumper ever. Congratulations, Fruitcakes. Very proud of you. Yeah, we love Tom. Tom does our intro music for our Dorm Damage episodes. He's the best. So I've probably played about half of his uh, intros and exits from Dorm Damage. Yeah. He did. I, we, I gave him like 20, 25 songs and yep. said from the 90s, obviously more like alternative grunge stuff. And say, can you do these so that we could play them on YouTube without getting in trouble? Uh, And he came back and did it. He is the fucking best. And he does our intro to this show, too. So, Tom, we love you, brother. We love you, brother. Wish you luck in the future. Former Big Hair thought it was funny at the two hour and four mark. And at the two hour and nine mark, he says, and (laughs) I think he liked that. I said that Gene Simmons said, and then I invented paper. Oh, nice. Tom, that's what I got. Let's go back to you for some emails. All right. Let's blow through some emails here. Uh, let's, let's, what? Let's, let's blow some emails. <laughs> we got an email here. This uh, appears to be some new contributors to feedback. This is from Suzanne Donovan. Dear Suzanne Tom and Zeus. Summers? I wish. Actually, maybe not anymore. <laughs> Ooh. A little rough. You're looking not good. <laughs> Anyways, back to Suzanne Donovan. Congratulations on your 200th episode. My husband and I listen to the Shout It Out Loudcast all the time. Your episodes are always interesting, authentic, and very often hilarious. With the great chemistry you two have with one another, you guys make a great couple. LOL. Oh, oh wow. Okay, well. What the fuck? Maybe there's some secrets you should know about us. We'll, uh, we'll save that for a separate episode. Uh, in all seriousness, the Shout Out Loudcast is so entertaining in the best way to tune in and tune out. Okay. Your 200th episode was, of course, full of cool kiss material. Plus, we loved hearing Eddie Trunk on the show as your special guest. Congrats again. Here's to many more. Take care, your fellow kiss tards, Suzanne and Charlie. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. Our buddy Mike H., who we absolutely love when he just has stream of consciousness and fires off multiple emails. I'm going to stick with this one. I like this one. I absolutely love when you guys have a guest on and ask them those series of kiss questions to start things off. It instantly opens things up and organically creates an avenue for so many interesting stories and elaboration. Just wanted to tell you how much I love that and what a fi- and what a fantastic idea it is. Mike, you're the best. We love you, buddy. Thank you. America's favorite realtor chimes in on email, as always, Joey Romanick. He gives us a lot of great information here. He loves the show. Obviously, we love Joey. Um, I'll just say this right here. It's been said before, but one of the things that make you guys so great is not only the subject matter, but also the delivery and the chemistry. Something else that sets SIOL apart is the community. 
I remember when I was first listening, I would have thought, why does this guy in particular have a theme song? And this guy gets his name said on the show all the time. Is he friends with the host? I listen to other shows and they talk about great feedback, but they don't actually read any of it. And I know that the second best looking Joey that comments on the show, Joey Casada. Make crap all over the length of the feedback part of your show, but it's really one of the things that makes your show great. I mean, where else would Jack Pinocchio have his own theme song? Or would Matt Wallace have his scatological fetishes celebrated? Or where I would be, America's favorite realtor? You guys treat your listeners and fans like friends, and we all love you guys for it. You might think of yourselves as typical suburban dads, but in our eyes, you guys are superstars. On to the next 200, Joey. Ooh, Joey, you're the best, man. That's Thank you so much. We truly, truly appreciate that. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, let's go here. We got one from Scott Greer. Howdy, fuckos. First off, congrats on 200 episodes, and even more so getting a shout-out from the demon himself. Love the interview with Trunk. He's always a great interview, and love this one even more special. There's so much in this interview that was greatness, but just loved Eddie's line about that. Keep up the great work in the entertainment. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Whatever applies. Thank you, buddy. And we're going to wrap up our feedback uh, by talking about a very dear friend of the show and longtime Patreon, longtime supporter. Uh, and that's our buddy, Nige Savage. You guys have obviously heard us mention him before. Uh, he sent us a, a very special message. Um we're not going to get into the details of it, but it was very, uh, it was very touching to hear. Um, he obviously put a lot of thought and emotion behind it and we want to thank him for that. And we're a family. We say that all the time. We're a family and we just want to acknowledge that, uh, that we're here for everybody. You guys were here for me when I needed it. Zeus is always here for me. We're always here for each other. And we just want to appreciate what Nige did and the kind words that he sent to us. And for that, my friend, you are our comment of the week. Good answer. Good answer. I like the way you think. I'm going to be watching you. <laughs> God bless you, Nige. I'll see you. I'll have a beer with you maybe when you make it to Boston. <laughs> exactly. Tom, what we like to do, too, is celebrate our Patreon family. Uh, we got to 200 episodes, and Patreon is a big part of the reason why yep. we got to 200 episodes. Uh, it continues to grow. We're at our highest point. So I feel like every week or so I keep saying that. We're at our highest point, our largest membership. Uh, we added three new people last week. Awesome. Awesome. And who are the... Awesome people that decided to join. So our new family members are Pat King, the spaceman, Steve Huvane, a.k.a. Dr. Two from Twitter, the star child, and Anthony Segura, also star child. Three new Patreons, Pat, Steve, and Anthony. Incredible. We can't thank you enough for this. Thank you so, so much for being a part of the Shout Out Loudcast Patreon family. The family keeps growing. We love you guys, all of you. 
There are so many different things going on with Patreon. We have a couple things in store that we're going to be sharing with everybody. Uh, but please, if you're interested, check us out at patreon.com. You can search for us. You can download the Patreon app and search for us there. You can check out this four tiers. Each tier offers something a little different, uh, some kind of merch involvement with the show, uh, involvement on social media with us, uh, and some other special things. So please check us out if you're interested. And a huge thanks to Pat, Steve, and Anthony. Thank you. Yeah, Patreon uh, has grown, Tom, tremendously. Uh, I remember when we first decided to kind of like try it out and see what happens. Uh, we were kind of blown away by the generosity and the interest that we've yeah. uh, received in Patreon. Yep. And uh, it's just consistently growing. And we we can't thank you enough, honestly. It's a huge help to us. And if you want to help us, please take a look at our Patreon account. You can go to shoutitoutloudcast.com. And right on the landing page, you'll see the top right says Patreon. Click on that. See, poke around, poke around, cut your feeler up a little, you know. I'll get that out. (laughs) Uh, Play around over there. See what's going on. Just a tip. Yeah. Poke around (laughs) over there. Maybe, you know, just stick the tip in. See what's going on. (laughs) And if you enjoy it for your enjoyment, please feel free to join. You'll get some perks from us, some merch, some involvement. And like Tom said, we have a couple things up our sleeve even before the end of the year. And before you know it, the IRC pick is coming up. Yep. So take a look at joining our Patreon account. It's a big help to us. Thank you to the three new members that decided to join our Patreon family. You're talking about Pat, Anthony, and Steve, Dr. Two. So thank you, guys. And so, Tom, at this point, let's go over and find out what's going on in Kiss World. Okay, so they've added more dates for their uh, European tour uh, next summer. So they're booked right now from June 10th all the way through July 15th, uh, going all over Europe. Uh, And also, they just finished performing at the Hell in Heaven Metal Festival. Uh, That was on December 4th. And uh, yeah, it was the end of the road set list. So good for them. That was in Mexico. That was one of those big giant festivals. It was the uh, the same set list. Um, it does not appear that they did make in love like they did uh, that other show that we announced when we talked about that last week. So pretty much the same set list. Um, other than that, not a whole hell of a lot. But in some kiss adjacent news, our buddy Bruce Kulik has a huge. Yeah, Bruce has a huge event planned for New Year's Eve this year. So if you guys aren't aware of this, you can check out all the information at Bruce's website, brucekulik.com. But you get the New Year's Eve weekend experience. This is the ultimate New Year's Eve weekend fan experience limited to 50 guests. Each guest will be directly engaging with Bruce, Lisa, the Bruce Kulik band. Uh, All activities have been designed to provide a level of interaction and personalization never experienced before. Uh, here's a couple of things how the weekend will be. Friday afternoon, you'll have lunch with Bruce, Lisa, the band. Mini golf. Visit the Kiss World Museum. Then that night, cocktail party, gourmet dinner, special entertainment, an acoustic live set from Bruce's band. Then on Saturday afternoon, you get brunch. You got a Bruce Kulik retrospective and a Q&A with Lisa about married to a rock star. Woo. And then Saturday evening, you get the big New Year's Eve extravaganza. Cocktail party, gourmet dinner. A Bruce Kulik celebrity roast. Ooh. 
And uh, the Bruce Kulick Band, live and loud, and you ring in the new year with Bruce and his band. Pretty kick-ass event right there. So check it out. You go to brucekulick.com. You get all the information there. Um, it looks pretty amazing. Unfortunately, neither one of us are going to be able to make it. Uh, but my God, that sounds like a blast. So uh, check it out. We love Bruce, and uh, we love the BK Band, too. So that sounds like a killer event. Yeah, you guys, if you have the opportunity, take a look. And not only is the music going to kick ass, but it, they're great people. Anytime we've done a meet and greet, met them in person, yep. they're all superstars uh, as rock musicians and as people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I wish I was part of the Bruce Roast, Tom, so I could do my, hey, guys, Bruce Kulik, going to play some tunes. Off Asylum, great song. Paul Stanley, what a singer. See that would we be, love you, Bruce. See, we well, love of course you, Bruce. we love. Of course we love Bruce. But that's the whole point of a roast. It's friends, kind of jabbing friends. And I, maybe I'd like to think we're friends with Bruce. I mean, we, we've had him on the show. We met him in person at Creatures Fest, and uh, we interact with him on social media. And uh, you know, again, we wish we wish we could be there for the event. But unfortunately, you know, we're uh, buried up here in the Northeast, and uh, we're just not going to be able to make it out there for for New Year's. So we hope you guys have an amazing time. And uh, maybe we'll submit a video roast. Hey, I don't know if you yeah. want one. Maybe we'll do it. Yeah, and maybe. <laughs> Maybe, hey, Bruce, do I get an invitation as well? I'd love to come over and play a song off an album that you played on. I think you were on that album, Love Gun. <laughs> also, I uh, read something that looks like you're going to be doing a little bit of putt-putt. I'm really good at that. I know you guys call it mini golf where I'm from. It's putt-putt, but sounds good. Hey, Tom, I saw that uh, your favorite thing to do is uh, Paul Stanley uh, inserts himself in pop in popular oh, uh, pop culture items. I guess Paul Saint, and we we got it firsthand because uh, Charlie is. We're on a, a a fun little text group between Charlie Benante, PJ Farley, and uh, Chris Jericho, and uh, Charlie actually sent us the video of Paul like going up to him. It was pretty Incre- cool. Like incredible, incredible. <laughs> and uh, of course, but <laughs> you were a little bit annoyed. Well, online that you were well, like annoyed I, that he was uh like I he wasn't hurts himself yeah I was it wasn't necessary it was just like what the hell like look I I got tickets to the Metallica tour I, I can't wait to see Pantera open up for them we've had Charlie on the show God love him that's gonna be amazing I've seen some of the videos and the set list and everything it's gonna be incredible when you think of Paul Stanley I'm sorry I know Pantera opened for kiss oh on because a you shows. got that you got that thrown at you didn't you yeah, somebody did. Somebody did. Yeah. Well, I, I, well save it for Festivus. It's coming yeah. up. But all I'll say is this, look, Paul. Stop. Stop trying to be part of the current events. Stop. <laughs> oh, Pantera. Dude, you don't listen to Pantera. You think you do. Uh, 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 hey, hey, congratulations, Charlie. I heard you joined Panera Bread. They're pretty good. Uh, bread distribute of sandwiches. I, I'm I'm more inclined for a Jersey Mike's grinder. I like getting them from over there. I didn't know it, that you were into the food industry. Oh, and Tom, before we move on, we like to, I also want to say thank you to everybody. Uh, you guys really got a kick out of the Gene intro that he did. We posted that afterwards as well, and you got to see his face. And uh, I know I got a million. Why is he wearing a mask? I Who knows? Know. Let it let yeah, it go. I, and somebody was like, dude, he just did that video when he came out of the urologist. Like, who the fuck can you tell what's behind him? No, the best part of the video was what you picked up. How his jacket says Gene 
like yeah. he's like the, like like he's the cook in the back. Yeah, like he's a shorter <laughs> cook at the Olive Garden. Uh, uh, short cook, uh, Gene, please come over. Yeah, that's my name. I will make your French fries tasty and crunchy. Rock and brews, baby. <laughs> Who ordered the barbecue beef burger? <laughs> that's the stupidest thing. This guy's shirt is says Gene on it. Okay, Gene. Like, like we're gonna, like we're gonna confuse you with some other six, seven guy coming out of there with that. Uh, put that back. That's uh, Gene's uniform. He's got to clean off the grill tonight. Oh, anyway, uh, Tom. Uh, before, before we move on, uh, Ace has got a couple things he wants to say to Gene again. Hey, Gene, if you need some help fixing up some grinders, let me know. I'm. I made some dough working at a pizza parlor when I was young. Does picking an outfit have you running a little too fashionably late? We get it. Great taste takes time. That's why Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery, has your back with the largest selection of beer, wine, and spirits delivered in under 60 minutes. Convenience never goes out of style. So if you need to spend some extra time in the mirror instead of at the store, download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Long Shots Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. We're back. I just had to have a sit down with Ace and let him know that it's Pantera, not Panera Bread. And uh, his response was, I like them both. One you can listen to, the other you can eat. What's to lose? I love them both. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, we hit the last of the solo albums. Did we save the best for last? I don't know. We'll find out. We'll but find out. I'm excited because me, now me next year we can do some different type of episodes based upon the four that we've reviewed now. Yeah, we've talked about that. Once we get through all four album reviews, the way we do, we're going to do something involving the whole thing surrounding that solo album in 1978 with them all coming out and, you know, the artwork and and everything. So now that we've got this done, we got something for 2023 coming solo album related. Yeah. So Peter Chris solo album, uh, we'll get into it. The facts are pretty much the same as the old facts or the other three that we reviewed. My first interaction with this, I think I had it when I was a kid because I, I remember the cover and I remember having these records. I think I had all the solo albums. I don't remember any of the songs. I probably barely played it. And then after this time, a little bit, a year or two from then, I was, you know, out of kiss. Um, so, but I did have the album cover. Uh, I got back into kiss later on and then roughly about. College years, I started. You know, every everybody had the Peter Chris that solo album sucks. Blah, blah, blah. And being the uh, contrarian that I am, like, oh yeah, 
let me find out if you guys are all correct. And I found a few songs that I like because I've always liked Peter's voice. So from college years in the 90s and on, I listened to this album and it grew on me. And uh, I had to uh, become a defender of it. And we say this many times on this show. Some people don't like hearing it, but too bad. This is a good album. It's just not a kiss album. Exactly. And uh, I think uh, uh, I have a, because Peter is my favorite member. uh, This has a warm spot for me. Yeah, I, pretty much everybody's Peter Chris solo album origin story is probably the same. You know, we 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 had them all, uh, and our, you know our story similar to pretty much everybody. You know, you put it on, you so you, you know you're used to hearing Baby Driver, Hooligan, Hard Luck Woman, Beth, whatever. You know, Black Diamond, and you're like, oh, what what's that? And you put it on, you're like, what in the fuck is going on here? <laughs> what like what? And especially you got to remember. The album, like the people listening to this, are between the ages of like what fucking. 10 and 18. I mean, we were five when they came out, but you know, so you're not, you're looking for kiss music, right? And that's not what you got at all. And like you said, I was going to say the same thing. This is not a kiss album. You can't go into the, you can't go into this thinking that you're going to get tonight. You belong to me or, or rip it out. You're not getting that. Now I get it. Were we kind of fed kind of maybe a, a a line of bullshit that like, oh, the band's going to do four solo albums. Peter really took that to heart and said, I am going to do a Peter Chris solo album. Gene kind of did that a little bit, but still stuck to some Kiss stuff. Ace and, and Paul were just Kiss albums pretty much in their own way. But yeah, I, I think it's funny. We talk about this. I think this is one of those albums that has been beaten into the ground for so long that it's almost like when we talk about albums that are overrated or underrated, like people have been saying that's underrated for so long, it's now overrated. Now it's like with this, like people have been saying this album's terrible for so long. Now it's actually good, you yeah. know. But we'll give we'll we'll get into what we truly feel about it as we kind of break it down. But yeah, it's it's a unique record. It's definitely unique. So you talked about the fact that people listen to him like, what the fuck is this? The difference is, I I like to think, and I don't want to get in too much a discussion of all four albums, but yeah, yeah. the difference is this album and Jeans are really out there. Yep. It's like if Paul did uh Hold Me Touch Me and the other 9 8 I mean 8 songs on that album are like that song. Exactly. That Hold Me Touch Me on Paul is the outlier versus on Peter it's all like that. Correct. So they all kind of took their chances with the exception of Ace and Paul maybe one song he really went on his own. But most of the Ace and Paul and, and Pauls were kind of kiss type music. Gene had a couple, but he was out there as well, which is why for kiss fans, when you always say rank the four albums, just like Eddie did last week, he's like, well, that's easy. We know that what the top two are, it's always the battle for which is last. Yep. Yep. And, and it's true too, because Peter really took the solo album project seriously. And he said, I'm going to do, I'm going to go to with my roots. And his roots are R&B, swing, soul, you know, some jazz, you know, like that, that, that's his, those are his roots. He doesn't come from the same background that Paul and Ace and Gene are. He doesn't come from that. And that's, that was proven with the style of his drumming and everything. So, but I don't think a lot of people knew that. Obviously there wasn't the internet, there were books weren't being written about the band then. So people just think Peter Chris, Catman, Kiss, what the fuck is this? You know what I mean? And 
I give him, I mean, as a 49 year old man right now, I give him incredible amount of kudos for having the balls and the courage to make this album. Yep. And a lot of cocaine. So hell yeah. The cover. Yeah. So the cover is, is from the Italian artist. Uh, he's an Italian fellow. Uh, Eraldo Caragati. Uh, <laughs> I've said this before on the other solo album episodes. I believe that these are the definitive iconic images of the original four members. Uh, There might be more iconic posters or photo shoots, but these four images to me as a kiss fan are it right here. The green is just, I I love it. I I, I just, I love these, these, this artwork on all these covers. And this one is just stellar. And of course he's got the love gun outfit, because he's got the bandolier around his neck and the, the green tinting is just spectacular. So one of the things I, I want to say is Peter of all the members, maybe Gene second has had the most transformation of his makeup. So yes. you, you can look at it and look, what's his face on the debut. What's his yep. face on this. What's his face on destroyer versus uh dynasty and all that other stuff. But when you look at this, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure if I have a better image of Peter Chris looking cooler. I agree. And and that's in the thing too, that I love about this. That's not like the other uh, images is his head is down and he's looking up. Yep. It's not, it's not a, it's not a portrait of him looking into the camera, like ACE and the other ones he's, he's, he's got, he's almost got like a scowl, which kind of fits his personality, which is kind of awesome to begin with. And then he's just looking up. It's just, it, it's, a, and the green is just, I mean, I love the color green to begin with. It's just incredible. Just even the makeup itself, the yep. silver tip nose, the yep. red on the thing, the stripes are done perfectly. The eyes are done perfectly and his hair. Yep. So <laughs> recently somebody, I'm not going to mention it, put a photo up of like a 2004 version of making love and a new version of making oh, love boy. And on the yeah, cover. Brutal. It's like, I think here's our little friend, Eric Singer Oof. and the make. And, and then there was another photo of him with uh, Charlie and Charlie. Yep. And then you see Eric singing. Someone's like, is that, that's not real. Look at his face in his hairdo. Yep. And then look at this. Yep. <laughs> I agree. It's, <laughs> it, it, it's incredible. The makeup works on his face and the yep. shape and his hair in this looks fine. It's decent. It looks cool. It's not the bad wig he started wearing in 96. And it's not the fucking horrendous shit that fucking Eric is wearing now. And, it, and the cool thing about this portrait, too, is that there's a couple of little tints of the, uh, the, the, the salt and pepper, the silver, too which looked badass during that destroy a love gun area. Kind of a couple little, little silvery kind of highlights there that he has. The, the, yeah. The front. If you look at the right side near yep. his eye, you yep. can kind of see it a little bit. That's fucking awesome. Anyways, yep. I think that's great. You wanted to mention one other fact, Tom. Yeah. So they're famous for uh, the backs of the albums are all uniform. Well, the front and the back are all uniform. And, the, and in each album, they thank the other members. They, they you know, so Peter thanks uh, Ace. Paul and Gene, but his is the only one where he thanks an extra person. Um, and he thanks a gentleman by the name of Michael Benvenga. Excuse me if I'm pronouncing that wrong. And that was one of his old bandmates from Chelsea 
his band, his band that he was in before Kiss. So I thought that was kind of unique. I mean, Peter kind of going out of his way to thank somebody other uh, than the than the three original members that were in Kiss. I thought that was kind of unique. And I remember when I got the album, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? This guy ain't in Kiss. Michael Benvenga. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Tom, like the other albums, this was released in 1978, September 18th. Mm-hmm. Of the four albums, this charted the at number 43, which was the lowest charting, but that's still not bad. It's now platinum. I think they were shipped platinum regardless. Oh, my God. It's produced by Vinnie Poncia, who uh, we all know went on to produce a couple different Kiss albums after this. Uh, Dynasty and, un- and Unmasked. Uh, the other aspect of this is it's funny because, and again, I don't want to get into too much facts of all the albums, but it is true. They kept shipping these things out, and people were talking about going into stores and seeing like all this kiss shit everywhere. But in a sense, because all that kiss shit was seen everywhere, people Looks are bad. like, this ain't selling. This yep, is everywhere. Exactly. Yep. It's right? kind of like it, it's kind of like anybody out there that goes to a Walmart. Yeah. And if you look for Walmart vinyl, there's seven million copies of Adele's album. And yeah. I swear to God, I don't know what the hell's up with that, but it reminds me when I hear this story, I'm like, oh yeah, we'll buy two million of those, and then a million of them sit on the shelves or whatever. You know what I mean? Wasn't there yeah. was like some punchline with the solo albums? Like, oh yeah, we uh they shipped platinum and they were returned double platinum or something <laughs> like, like, like something like that. Yeah, basically, right? Uh the that and that's the part of the problem with the uh the the solo albums. Now, there's a lot of parts in here that I got my info from Peter's book, which I okay. love. I think it's yeah, one yeah. of my favorite, if not my favorite, yep. makeup to breakup. And yep. uh This is what he has to say about this. In retrospect, doing the solo albums probably put the final nail in the coffin of the band. Yep. From the start, Sean, being Delaney, uh, was against it. He thought there would be winners and losers. Then that would be the demise of Kiss. Sean's idea, though, was we should each back the others on the solo albums. How fucking cool would that have been? That would have been insane. Yep, I agree. It would have been so, nuts. Yeah, so that was one of the things I found interesting about Peter's book. Now, we mentioned that Vinnie Poncier was the producer of this. Yep. However, this was a complete clusterfuck because this is Sean Delaney's comments from Behind the Mask. Oh, my God. Yeah, the go-to book for any album review. In the band, Peter, Chris, and I were best friends. I absolutely love Peter's voice. I've been writing songs for Peter's solo album. He told me, you're the only one who understands my voice. You are my Svengali. Then one day, Peter comes back from this big meeting with Glenn Johns. Glenn Johns, the famous producer who worked on the Eagles' first few albums. Uh, yep. He's worked with uh, Zeppelin, The Who, yep. Faces, and, uh, and Rod Stewart. But he was turned down flat. The tape that Peter had songs done by him and Stan Penderidge was was so bad. Peter comes back to me now and says, Sean, would you produce my album? I said, well, I can't. Gene asked me, and I made an agreement with him. Peter gets all pissed off. No, 
This is great. Then I, <laughs> then I went to Gene and told him that Peter's having problems now because his demo tapes are pure shit and Glenn John just turned him down. Gene just didn't want any kind of publicity like that out there. I told him if I get your permission, I can go into the studio and do a demo tape of some of Peter's songs. That'll help him get a producer. Gene said, oh, yes, yes. Uh, Gene gives me permission to go to the studio and work with Peter. So I get my guys together and we go to Electric Lady Studios. I have some of the most important musicians, uh, musos in the studio sitting there and Peter's late. Finally, Peter gives me a call and says, I'll be there in a couple hours. I said, well, you just get your ass down here as quickly as possible. So I went to the studio and started recording. Those were my songs. So I started recording. I can't stop the rain. It rocked me, baby. And there were two others. So Peter gets in. I'm playing all the stuff that we've done back to him. He said to these guys, fellas, I really want to thank you. I really appreciate you coming and doing this. And I want to know that the work is going to be given a real producer, and they're going to really do it right. These guys are literally almost walking out of the studio. I'm running around trying to show, um, and I'm trying to their anger. I'll calm everybody back down. Part of I can't stop the rain is my voice. With Peter and I, it was always a very intimate thing when we did vocals. He'd sit there on a stool, and I'd sit on a stool with him. He'd sing to me. We get through those songs. I'm getting ready to start mixing them. And Peter and I get into a big argument. I tell him to go fuck himself. I said, in fact, man, these are my songs. Screw you. I paid for the session and went about my business doing Gene's solo album. After the albums were done, Gene's was the first one completed. I can't say under budget because there was no budget. Each of the guys on his own studio albums was responsible for the bill of their solo album. They weren't given a budget by Casablanca. Then one day I got a phone call three o'clock in the morning from Howard Marks, Glickman Marks company. He wants to know the names of the musicians that were used on Peter's solo album. I said, why don't you call the producer? I don't know who they used. He then starts listing off the songs that I had done, two that I had written, another one called Easy Thing, which I had totally redone. I said to Howard, what do you mean my shit's on his solo album? He said, well, Sean, let's put it this way. Do you want me to tell Neil Bogart that you are the one person stopping the solo albums from release, costing him millions of dollars? How do you think he's going to feel about your upcoming solo album now? So I was blackmailed into releasing those songs. They used three of my songs. They used them because they couldn't do them any better. Uh, I'm telling you right now, there is no other solo album story like that one. That's fucking incredible. Yikes. That is this incredible. Is, this is the kind of shit that I, I I listen to Paul. Like Peter is just when he feels insecure about you. I'm not stupid. I'm smart. He's or, fucking or like, Fredo. Yeah, that it's just Mickey Mouse. Him and his dork friend Stan Penridge Farms. Yep. Like always coming up with shit, and it's like Paul thinks it's not up to snuff. Yep. However, this is Peter's account from his book. When it was time to break away and do the albums, Sean got depressed because he found out he wasn't going to produce mine. Oh, my God. (laughs) I got together with Sean Pendridge and worked on some new songs for the album. Stan and I would often get together and write when we were on breaks and touring. I decided I want to use Giorgio Moroder to produce. He had done a lot of work with Casablanca at the time, and he would go on to do the music for Scarface. Awesome soundtrack. He turned me down because he didn't like the demos that Stan and I had done. So then I tried Tom Dowd, who was Rod Stewart's producer. I think he, 
I wonder if he's fucking that up and thinking he's trying to say Glenn Johns. He's totally fucking it up. Of course he is. Tom was in Mexico at the time, and the message he got was a Mr. Christ wanted to talk to him about producing Mr. his Mr. Christ. <laughs> he cleared up the confusion. He got back to me. It was too late. So I went back to Sean, but he had already committed to producing Gene's album. So I got pissed off. Uh, <laughs> it's a shame Sean and I didn't work together on that album. He had a miserable time working with Gene. And I wound up hiring Vinnie Poncier to produce me. Anyways, I thought I'd read that part because I find that shit fucking hilarious. Oh, it's awesome. And there's other stuff from behind the mask, too. Uh, Peter's got another quote. He said when it came to the solo, I was like, it, it, it ended up being who's going to have the best album? Who's going to outsell whose album? That's when the ego, the cancer comes in. I would be surrounded by people who would say, you don't need those fucking jerks. Listen to how good that song is. Hanger-ons. And that's the yeah. problem they all had. And one of the best things about the Behind the Mask book is when they cover the albums, each band member rates the albums with stars. This pisses me off so badly when we when we talk because we every album review we go to we go to behind the uh the mask and we talk about the like oh i give this one star i give this five stars so of course peter says i'd give mine a five <laughs> of course you can't blame him but he does say i give them all a five because they all work their ass off exactly exactly ace i give peter's a three <laughs> and then two of the worst comments i've ever heard right here paul now this book was written in hold on a second this was okay. So this book was written in 2003. 2003, Paul said, I think Peter's record summed up a lot about what was a problem ultimately with the band. That album, I just don't get. I can't give it any stars. But 20 years from now, I'm going to make Soul Station. Yeah. yeah. Really, However, Paul? But, but if you go to the box set. Yep. Go ahead. All right, so they always have a little blurb of every song. On yep. this one is on Don't Let Me Down. Paul talks about Peter's song. He writes, it's all the ingredients in any recipe that makes it what it is. Though some of the components may seem a little bit obvious or necessary. That being said, it's clear listening to this track that Peter's roots very much steeped in Benny King, the Drifters, as much as anything else. I think it is a great indication of music that Peter was most comfortable with in some strange way was part of the uniqueness that he brought to the band. Clearly, though, his style would have little place with the fans. It's the most subtle influence that helped make Kiss what it is, what it is and was. So which that one was is two, That was two years. The box that came out in 2001. This book was written two years later. Right. One is on the ins, one is on the outs. Exactly. And then another ridiculous comment here is Gene. Zero. <laughs> Out of all the records that we've ever done solo or as a group, I th this is amazing because this is so... Gene's a smart guy. So the, the, a comment like it's this from him... It's unnecessary. But it's not, even, it's not even that it's unnecessary. It's really stunning, the, the lack of insight that Gene has because he's so smart. He says... I think that one showed that the guy behind it didn't have a clue, not only about songwriting, but about direction in who he is. Ironically enough, Peter, although he really can't sing, he's tone deaf. The actual straight tone that comes out of his mouth is probably my favorite out of all of us, that whiskey voice, but he can't control it. First of all, he's tone deaf. What the fuck are you talking about? Second of all, showed that the one guy didn't have a clue. This album shows 
the most clue out of any of them, but you just don't like it because it's not your style of music. Dude, if anybody doesn't have a fucking clue, it's the guy that wants to put Rin Tin Tin on an album. Exactly. And have fucking Peg Bundy sing background vocals <laughs> on one of his songs. Yes. Right. Or Helen Reddy on his albums. Yeah, th- yeah that, that guy, has, guy a has a clue, right? Right. Exactly. But it's unnecessary. Why do you have to go out of your way to be as mean and insulting? Or he, he, he can't sing. He's tone deaf. Why do you have to fucking say that? Dude, he has sung on your like biggest fucking songs. And and you're telling everybody, yeah, he, he doesn't know how to sing. I don't understand. I mean, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not an expert here, but he can't sing. He's tone deaf. What? He can't control his voice. Well, what the fuck did he do on those two songs? I don't, that's, that's what I'm saying. Uh, Black Diamond, at least. I mean, I understand everybody's got an opinion, but when your opinion is this, that's just fucked up. I just don't I, I don't get it. I don't at get it. some point. You've got to face this person. You have to do business with this person. How do you fucking look at somebody and say something that blatantly unnecessarily mean? And then the other unique thing about the Peter Chris solo album, it's now in Behind the Mask, every album in chronological order is broken down with every song in track listing order. Yeah, the Peter Chris solo album is the only album in the entire Kiss catalog that's in this book that has only one song. Yeah, it does not have all all the tracks, and I don't get that at all. It has "You Matter to Me," and we'll cover that when we get to the songs. I was shocked when I opened up this book. I'm like, they only brought, they only talk about one of his songs, and you gotta believe that that's Paul and Gene behind that, even though Paul and Gene didn't write the book. It's like instead of being the bigger and better people who have a bigger and better career right now let's throw him a bone right they fucking pile on yeah it's it's yeah it's i mean as a peter fan it's frustrating i mean paul i can't paul i can't paul says i can't even give it any stars i just don't get it gene zero the guy's tone deaf Uh, just i don't know i don't get it i don't get it yeah yeah well we got into a lot of the other information Let's get to the actual album and the songs. And uh, Tom, there's no other way to start this, but with this. I'm going to love you. One of the all time great opening <laughs> lyrics to any song, any kiss song, just fan fucking tastic. Now let's start off this. I'm, I'm sure you'll have something similar to say, but we're, we're into the album. Now we're into the music. I enjoy this kind of music. I like R and B. I like soul. I like uh, music that has horns stuff. That's kind of jazzy and swingy. I grew up with that. I mean, for Christ's sake, both of my grandfathers were professional musicians that played saxophones in bands. That was their career. 
and I grew up listening to music. So I'm, I'm not saying that to make it sound like I'm some music genius that appreciates this album differently than somebody else. But I'm just telling you where my background is for appreciating this kind of music. I love this kind of stuff. The one thing, another thing I'll say about this album, I think the production is fucking fantastic. And the arrangements in these songs from the horns to the drums, to the keyboards, to whatever the, the, these are like really, really well done and well arranged like R&B, like soul-flavored songs, like very well done. And I always wonder if this album came out by somebody, but like if Peter Chris was never in Kiss and some solo artist by the name of Peter Chris released this in 1978, I have a feeling this album could have done something because I think it just taps into that type of music and it taps it in terrifically. Uh, but this song, this song's great. When the, when the horns come in on the second verse, the background vocals, it's it's an it's an excellent song. I'm going to love you. This is one of the songs written by Peter Chris and Stan Penridge. So these musicians played on the first, I think, album, uh, Side A. Mm -hmm. So the bassist was Bill Bodine. Guitar was Art Munson, the king of surf guitar, a.k.a. Dick Dale. Yes. Uh, Guitar also was Stan Penridge on this. The keys and piano were Bill Cuomo. And the horns were arranged by a guy named Tom Saviano. Mm-hmm. This was one of the many songs on this album that it was originally recorded by Lips. Yep. And the, the thing about this was that Stan Penridge sang all these songs. He was the singer in Lips. Yep. Uh, it was actually covered by a band called Awaken on one of their albums. I'll tell you, that opening lyric is so kind of like out there. I love and it. Different. Don't let me find you yep. <laughs> sleeping with another man. It's say that like what are you gonna do so what do you say he's pretty much starting off his soul album with, with a threat like, yeah catching you banging in another dude come on i love it so what the funny part about this song reminds me of tom when we were at the worcester centrum yep um and we were walking in and we were laughing to each other it was just me and you oh my and god and i started yes. humming this as i said don't let me find you and i was joking with you and then some kid walking behind us goes, sleeping, sleeping with, with another, another man. Like, <laughs> and I was, he's like, yeah, Peter Chris solo album. I was like, holy shit. It was like, it was like we each had like the Kiss Tard Wonder Twin rings on Kiss oh Tard Unite. I'll never forget that oh, moment. Oh, so funny. Yeah. But I'm with you, Tom. I love this style of music. The piano. Piano, not keyboards. Yes, I piano. love that. Piano, old school like uh, you know, fucking brown piano you'd find in a dirty bar. Yeah. Yep. You know. Yeah, like uh, Ross. Yeah. The Muppet. <laughs> and there's a lot of music like I can't explain it. I have this image of a lot of these songs, is of a guy on the piano with this mouth open and teeth grinning on, <laughs> and like yeah, yep, and doing that thing that look like that Eddie Murphy look, uh, a cover of Eddie Murphy on Jet. On Jet Magazine, <laughs> Eddie, Eddie mar- marries Bush bitch, and he's like, <laughs> and he's got that look. That's what I think of a guy on the piano playing music like this. The So the backing singers, whoever they are on this, it's fantastic. So it's a running theme throughout this album. The backing vocals, the fucking callbacks, always moving, and their singers are fantastic. The horns, this is a fucking 70s. I almost feel like seeing like the video of... um. A celebration. Oh, cool my God. Dun, 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 dun. 
Then pretty and, much, yeah. And then, and then they're flipping the the trumpets the, in their fingers. They're yep, rolling, right, yep. and they're yep. like, dee, 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 dee. <laughs> it's that kind of stuff. And yeah, they're all awesome. smiling. Everyone's got a big stupid grin. Their teeth are all out there, and everyone's on the piano. It's just fun fucking music. Yep. And uh, the guitar's decent on this. And it, okay, so here's one of the things. Mind you, I love Peter's voice, so I love his voice on this. If you wanted to, this is one of the many songs on this album. If you took it and maybe had Eddie Kramer produce this and took out the pianos and the horns and added the guitar and extra fucking um, kiss song killer guitar licks in there and um, and guitar fills instead of trumpet. Oh, these, these songs could rock. Absolutely. Really could. Absolutely. And if you make Peter start using that raspy Peter voice and pick it up. This could be a huge rock kind of kiss song, but he put it into that R&B style. Okay. It could be good two ways. Who knows? Yep. But I, I, I'm a huge fan of this song. I really me like too. it. Me too. All right, Tom, you matter to me. matter to me so this is kind of like the outlier on the album because it's not a ballad and it's not like a bluesy soulful kind of r&b thing it's a it's a disco song i guess and i will tell you right now fucking love it i've always loved this song i know i know i don't get it but- i have always loved and i'll tell you what catch what gets me that keyboard that that when i when i hear this song this is what i think of i'm picturing the late 70s and I'm picturing being in a roller skating rink with like a disco ball and everybody just kind of swaying because you're mad at to me. And you kind of just like grooving that I just I love the song. I'm just a sucker for this. I so know you mean like something like in a scene where Starsky and Hutch are uh, trying to catch this uh, this robber, but he's in a disco thing and a, a roller. Um, yes, uh, a roller, roller rink. Der- roller rink. And there are people dancing and the music's going in the background. There's a strobe. Yes. And just cutting to people like having this song playing in the background. Yep. I, I, I can't just when, when the chorus is so goddamn catchy, it's so hooky. And that little, that little like synthesizer, like, you know, whatever, uh, electronic, electronic piano, whatever it is. There, I just, I love it. There's that little, I, I call it the Cobra uh, one from Jerky Boys. I love it. That little like uh melody that that pops up every once in a while. Yep. Somebody's on the synth machine. And you can all like you can completely picture it. Very 70s song. So I love it. I love um, it. Um, it was actually the second single released from this album. 
which by the yeah. way, funny, yeah. tri- funny bit of trivia. We didn't talk about this album is the only solo album with two singles released from it. Neither charted, but Ex- he had two singles. But how, how ironic is that? The, the, the solo album that gets butchered had two single releases. Yeah. So the song is written. Uh, you matter to me. The song is written by Vinnie Pontia, John Vastano and Michael Morgan. John Vastano, I guess, was in a band called Whitewater. He was a singer-songwriter, uh, did a lot of R&B, like white soul music, and he brought it in, and Vinny uh, Pontia and Michael Morgan designed it for Peter. Uh, you me- We mentioned second single release. Peter calls it a great song. It's a cool song. It's got a great feel. It's got a cool, poppy feel to it. I think it's a great tune. On this, you got Peter again, bassist Bill Bodine, guitarist Art Munson, uh, a.k.a. Dick Dale, guitarist uh, Stan Penridge, and again, Bill Como on the keyboard slash piano. Another 1970s song. I almost feel like it's that, what's that fucking song called? It was in Ford Fairlane with uh, Al Bundy. Booty time, booty time across the USA. Booty time, booty time. Uh, A lot of oohs in the background. Oh, totally. The backing vocals are fan-fucking-tastic on this. Yep, yep. Right? A a nice little bit of trivia. (laughs) This song was covered by John Travolta's little brother, Joey (laughs) Travolta. (laughs) Joey Casada? Well, I was just going to say, Joey Travolta's real name is Joey Casada. Yeah. (laughs) Joey Casada wishes he was as good looking as fucking John Travolta. Let's be blunt. Peter lied and told Lydia he wrote the song for her. He didn't even write the song. Right. (laughs) And that was another thing. We didn't really get into it. Two couple things that were involved with Peter doing this album. One was the major car accident. He fucked up. Oh, that's right. He's trying to fucking do this album afterwards. And the other is he started banging his second wife, the Playboy model, and uh, leaving Lydia. So he had that going on, too. So there's a lot of shit going on in here. Yep. But anyways, uh, this song was also on uh, Kiss 40 Decades of Decibels album, Tom. I love it. Yeah. Love it. And lastly, Tom, one other thing I wanted to add. This is the first Kiss disco song. Yes, that's right. Came out Because it I came on 78, right? That's right. So this is the first thing. So Paul's probably like, hmm, another thing he's jealous of Peter about. Imagine. Peter imagine. And you'd never in a billion years hear him think that he was influenced by this right nope nope yep all right tom if you had a rough sleep play this song Tossin' and Turnin' cover song, originally recorded by Bobby Lewis, spent a ton of time at number one in 1961. Peter says, I always liked it because I have insomnia. I related to it. The, the original song is whatever. It's it's hokey. It's poppy 1960s kind of shit. I fucking love this version. I love, I can see, I can see Zeus is like, what's the matter with my co-host right now? I love this version because even Peter admits that he slowed it down. He gave it a little bit of a groove, a little bit of a swagger. 
And there's like that little when he's like, I couldn't sleep at all last night. And then you get the guitar. It's like, bam, 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 bam. Like it's, it, he just adds a little bit of like funk and soul to it. And I can't believe I'm talking about tossing and turn on Peter Chris's soul album with this much like enthusiasm. But I, I love the, the chorus. Like it's just hooky. It's catchy. Um, he did change a little bit of the lyrics. The original line said the clock downstairs is striking four. He changed the lyrics to three because that's his lucky number. It's the funny thing about this. And I will laugh if you've ever seen any of the live footage from when Kiss did the dynasty tour and they each put in one of their solo album songs. So uh, Ace did New York Groove. Paul did Move On. Gene did Radioactive. And Peter did Toss and Turning. Looking at like Gene and Ace trying to like rock out to tossing and turning is fucking <laughs> hilarious. It's it, it's it is so awkward. It's it's because it's just it's not a kiss song. Um, but that being said, th- these kind of these kind of hooky kind of poppy things just suck me in. I like it. So tossing and turning was originally written by somebody named Richie Adams, I think, and Malu Renee. It was recorded by Bobby Lewis in 1960 and went number one in 1961 for seven weeks. Yep. It was on this song. The uh, the drums were Peter. The bass was Bill Bodine. The guitar is Art Munson. Guitar is Stan Penridge. Keys and piano, Bill Cuomo. And then Michael Carnahan does the sax solo. And you got percussions. Lenny Castro, I think of Toto, is on this. There's a couple guys from Toto on this. Yeah, they'll yep. be coming up. Yep. Uh, the this was played on the Dynasty tour, as Tom said. This is just old school rock and roll. Yeah, you know it's uh, the uh, backing singer, a lot of vocals, a lot of horns. I like the groove. The drums is pretty cool. Do do when he starts hitting the drums and getting into it. The the sax solo is a little much on a Kiss album. You know, yeah. I'm thinking it's like a Duran Duran real fucking sax solo, like yeah. in the middle of this, like. I don't nah, but um, probably they were pressed for time. And I'm thinking to myself, like, hey, we got to put another song on here. Well, I could do a good version of this. I like this song. I think, Peter, your voice and your groove, you can make this work. And they just threw it on here. How dare you discredit this song as a throw in? Oh, well, they just did. Then she kissed me. No, I know. They just done other stuff like that. So I'm thinking, you know, yeah. they're like, oh, let's get an old school song. And Peter likes it and stuff. Maybe. You know? Yeah, I don't want nine songs. I want ten. Let's just do a cover. I don't mind right. that. No, 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 I got you. So yeah, it's it's. Eh. Don't you let me down, Tom.
right, Don't You Let Me Down, another one of those singles that was released from this album. This is when you start to get into like just the real like 70s, like AM gold type singer songwriter, like the stuff your mom would put on on the on the hi-fi. Like it's but for what it is, like I like it. It Peter sounds great. It, it it you have to you can't look at this and be like, it's not black diamond, it's just terrible. <laughs> like it's it's you have to examine it for what it is. At least that's how I look at it. And I like Let's it. not rip it out. Yeah, oh terrible. I Baby. I mean, his voice is great. You know, the the background vocals get a little cheesy, but you gotta remember it's 1978. Pop music was at probably its cheesy heights of all time in, in 77, 78, he sounds great. And I, I don't know. I like, I like the song. He claims that it's a love letter to his playboy model that he had met prior to the recording of the album. Yeah. Um, that's what he claims in, in one Second of the things. Wife. Correct. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yes. So don't you let me down is another Peter, Chris, Stan Penridge uh, song. Lips recorded this again with Stan singing this originally. I think it's their first single that they released was Don't You Let Me Down. Mm-hmm. The uh, musicians on this are the same as the Toss and Intern, and I'm not going to name them all again. And it's another 1970 perfect sounding song, soulful R&B and stuff. Cool backing vocals with the callback. I love that song. It's like a lounge singer act, and you can have two girls behind exactly. the, 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 the snapping the fingers and, and doing that stuff. Exactly. Uh, and he, he does a pretty decent version when he does it live. He did it in his last concert he did in New York. You can catch that on YouTube. And I believe he, I think he played this at Creatures Fest, didn't he? I think so. I think so. We should probably remember that. But I think we're in line waiting to see fucking Vinnie Vincent by the time we. Yeah. And he was like clipping on that thing. He had that little yep. hand. Uh, what do you call those things? <laughs> Canopies. Canopies. Castanets. Oh, I know. Canopies. That's a rich cracker and it's chopped liver. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what the fuck? He's playing his canopies. His can- <laughs> uh, but it's a it's a lounge type song. And then he for for the last ten minutes on the song, falling down, down, oh, yeah. down, falling, and it doesn't end. An old man falling. There's a reason to kick an old man down a flight <laughs> of stairs. Just don't do it. Uh, this made it onto Icons and uh, Kiss Gold as compilations. Yep, yep. I, I like the song. I really yeah. do. Yeah, if you too. like Peter and you like his soulfulness, uh, I, I think he does a great job of this doing this live. So, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know what, sh- you know what kind of sugar Papa likes. I didn't want you, did not need you, you were me to kick you down. Yeah. 
That's the kind of sugar Papa likes. We always used to like laugh at this song title, which ironically apparently came from a line from a Humphrey Bogart film, the 1940, the treasure of the Sierra Madre. Yeah. Good movie. uh, Which is pretty cool. Whenever I hear this song, I I think of kiss in attack of the phantoms, because this is one of the songs that's played during like some chase scene or fight scene. Yeah. I love this song. Great vibe. I love when it gets to the chorus. The drums have like a little bit of a shuffle groove to it. Uh, this is the kind of stuff that like you can tell that he's passionate about it because he does it so well. Yeah, um, yeah I think this is this is a great song. It has a it has a really cool vibe. It's got it's got the the poppiness, but it also has some of that soulfulness too. So I, I can't think he's kind of checking off all the boxes on this one. Um, very cool. The drums I think are awesome in this, and you know they get the background vocals and stuff. Very cool tune. So that's the kind of sugar Papa likes another Peter Chris Dan Pendridge song. The same uh, musicians on this, except Steve Lukather plays on this, Tom. Who's a legitimately like awesome guitarist. Yeah. And uh, he does a pretty good solo on this. I really enjoyed it. Very good. Yep. Yeah. You you already mentioned the uh, movie, the Humphrey Bogart movie. It's another lip song that Stan sang originally i always like the song in the drums and the guitar it's a fun fucking song i know the title is kind of cheesy but again more great backing vocals and i love the part where peter goes and find somebody that'll love me right and he raises his voice and does that's the peter screech from you know nothing to lose black diamond baby driver i fucking love that peter shit yep um and the, as I said, the solo is very melodic. And then the outro, Peter's wailing again, a la Nothing to Lose, Black Diamond stuff. This yep. one is also on Icons, the compilation album. Uh, let's uh, take the vinyl, Tom, and uh, put it on the other side for the next track. Love is so hard Love is so hard to find When love such an easy thing Such an easy thing Such an easy thing to lose When you find your love Will you know it's real When you lose it all Will you really feel like love Love is so hard Love is so hard to find Such an easy thing Such an easy thing To lose Easy thing Now this is one of the songs that people go to And like this album's terrible Listen to Easy Thing I don't know, I mean what can I say It's 
again, it's more seventies AM gold. You know, it would have been at home in that era. If, if I said, if somebody else, if this was not Peter Chris from kiss, this would have been a fucking top 10 hit in 1978. It would have been, it kicks in at the end. His voice yep. is he's, he's, he's wailing. He's passionate. He's emotional. He's pouring his heart out. I mean, is the song good? I don't know. I mean, he sounds great on it. it it's corny. It's pretty cheesy. It's late seventies cheese. But he doesn't sound bad on it. I I don't wince when I listen to it. It's not a song that I spent a lot of time listening to on repeat. Um, but it, you know, it's nineteen seventy eight. I think Peter sounds good on it. Easy thing written by Peter Chris and Stan Penridge. Uh, Peter doesn't do drums on this. This is Alan Schwartzberg playing the mm-hmm. drums. Yeah, bassist is Neil Jans- Jason. Uh, guitarist is Elliot Rendell. Tom, you know him? Uh, no. Okay. He's the guy they said is famous for doing the guitar solo for Fame, the song, Irene Cara, Rest in Peace. Rest in Peace, yep. And Reeling in the Years mm. by Steely Dan. I did read about that, that there a lot there was a lot of crossover in this era with those guys, a lot of those session guys jumping, jumping in between each other, yeah. Yep, and a guitarist named John Tropia, guitarist Brendan Harkin, and keyboard pianos Richard Gerstein. Uh, this is covered by a punk band named Harvey Milk. Never heard of them, but uh, I knew who the politician was. Uh, the acoustic opening, a little going to California acoustic opening. Very, very much so. I like the echo in Peter's voice. Yes, the reverb's awesome. I like that. Yeah. I like when it picks up after the second verse. Yeah. I don't, I can't think of the song, Tom. I can't think of it. It's bugging me. It's a 90s song. Like a grunge song off a fucking soundtrack, or I can't think of it what it reminds me of. Mm. I will get it at some point, but it fucking bugs the shit out of me. Okay. I don't know who it is, but it'll come to me. Okay. Uh, Peter's voices. Will you really feel the love? That part? I'm like, yeah, that's my Peter. And um, Sean Delaney said that he totally redid this for him. Uh, this is also on Icons as a compilation track. Uh, again, I used to laugh at this and be like, this is fucking putrid. Yep. But then I started listening to it more and giving it a chance. And then I realized this is a fucking decent, good song. Yep. Just like I said, the two songs from The Elder that we would laugh. But if you put it in context and put it in a Broadway play and not tell people this is a song by Kiss about the fucking Elder and this people would be like okay yeah that was a that was interesting the melody works you the guy singing it does a great job like same thing with this yep take it out of fucking whatever give it to andy gibb in that time period perfect see what he could exactly yep right that's right yep so all right tom let's pick it up a little bit let's go to the next track
me baby absolutely killer song when this when this song kicks in the horns the piano i fucking i mean you can't help but just get into the groove of this song his voice is incredible the the band is going insane this is such a kick-ass like this is like bar like bar band music shit almost like bob seegerish ah! style ah, yeah. i have it right here who, Imagine who, Seeger doing this. Who I who I absolutely love, Bob Seeger, one of my all time favorites. Love that guy. I could totally see, and he's got that whiskey, raspy voice himself. Yep. Would have been a killer song. Um, yeah, this is definitely a standout track. The, the, the when Peter's doing this type of stuff, I understand there's a lot of ballads, a lot of soft rock on here, but when he's doing these kinds of things, where he's throwing in the horns and the piano and really singing his heart out, he just he just hits it out of the park for me. Rock me, baby. Another one of Sean Delaney's imprints on this band written yep. by Sean. Yep. So this is one of the songs like he's like, okay, let me help Peter out. Oh, I just wish he stayed with the band more. I the know. Imp- uh, the impact he could have had yep. on this band. Yep. Um, on the drums is Alan Schwartzberg, bass, Neil Jason, guitar, John Tropia and keys, piano, Richard Gerstein. Uh, Peter says that, him and his backup singers got loaded on champagne, put their arms around each other and sang their hearts out. I can believe it. That's what it sounds like. Okay. I can picture them now. There's nobody in Kiss at that time other than Peter Chris that would have that much personality that could do something like this. Totally. Oh, yeah. Could you're you right. picture Gene letting nope. loose and arms around somebody singing? First of all, can you picture Paul letting his guard down? No. What about me? I could put a <laughs> couple bottles of champagne down. Dude. I'll put my arm around a light post that don't matter. Dude, Ace putting his hands around people and trying to sing and dance, he would fucking wipe out and take about three or four people down with him. Oh, That's fuck. Like- <laughs> That's why he has a song called Wiped Out on his solo album. <laughs> oh, shit. I was feeling wiped out. Um, I love that. It, it just, I can so picture Peter doing that. Yep. And this song is just like you said, perfect for Bob Seeger. So you take out the horns a little bit, put a little bit more guitar into this. This song would really rock on a Kiss album. Yep. But I can like both versions of the two different types yeah. of songs. Yep. Uh, this is on best of solo albums, Tom. Yes, it is. The horns, the piano, the groove, uh, the Peter vocals. Uh, song is really jumping, I had. And there's a lot of fun guitar on this. The solo is pretty cool on this as well. Yep. Yep. Good song all around. Yeah. Let's go to the next track. Kiss the girl goodbye It's time for me to fly Wipe the tears away I'll be home someday, baby So baby, please wait for me Don't want no one to take my place you're the one for me And that's the way love should be We've been apart So many times before 
Kiss the girl goodbye. Um, maybe this is Peter's last solo album version of like Beth, very Beth-ish. Um, it's got the you know the acoustic stuff. It's you know it, it's a it's a pretty song if I can use that word. Um, Peter says the song has doubled as a bittersweet love letter to his first wife Lydia. And you know when he's saying kiss the girl goodbye, kiss. The band kiss the girl goodbye. Who knows? Is he that ah. smart? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. But again, it's it, it's it's what he's trying to do in 1978. It's not kiss, but it's a very well done song. It, it's an acoustic ballad. You know, it's it's like a going to California. It's like a Beth or whatever. It's it's a very well arranged song. As I said at the beginning, these songs are all very well put together. Kiss the Girl Goodbye, another Peter Chris Stan Penridge Farm uh, song. Uh, Stan plays guitar on this and Peter the Percussions. It's an acoustic song, as you said, a very going to California-ish. A singer-songwriter type of song. It's kind of short. It's like under three minutes, two minutes and 48 seconds, I think. Yep. yep. Uh, again, another song that kind of grown on me. Uh, it just Me too. If this is thrown in the middle of rock and roll over, yeah, you'd be like, what the fuck is this? But on a Peter Chris solo album, I get it. Yep. Agreed. Let's go to the next track. So the last of the real killer R&B flavored kind of rocker tunes uh, hooked on rock and roll. Love this one. Another well done. Great, great chorus. Obviously got that awesome line about being vaccinated with a Victrola needle. I mean, who the hell's writing that? Um, 
really cool stuff. Great background vocal. Steve Lukather has another guitar solo. Just a really, really cool song. I mean, very, very cool song. Great vibe. You could tell that Peter is just very, very skilled at putting these kinds of songs together. And I, I just, I love this one. It was originally a Lips song. It's kind of re- remade and reworked to what for what we have here. But just, yeah, Peter, Peter's, Peter knocks out of the park with these. He does a great job. This is another good one. All right. Hooked on Rock and Roll, Peter, Chris, Stan Pendridge. Drums are Peter. Bass is Bill Brody again. Bodine, excuse me. Guitar, Art Munson, Stan Penridge, and the solo, Steve Lukather, as you said. Back to Bill Cuomo on the keyboard piano. And baritone saxophone, Michael Carnahan, I think. Uh, Peter calls this his biographical song. It's brilliant, he says. The whole thing's about my life. Uh, another lip song sung originally by Stan Penridge. The song rocks. It's old school rock. Very yep. cool. It's it's funny because I can totally picture this having gone to my my kids chorus con- uh, band concerts for three years. Thank God she stopped. Uh, but, <laughs> and, and she plays sax in a band. And I've seen these type of songs done by the conductor who thinks he's like fucking rocking out to Metallica or something. Like, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. Getting into it. I can totally picture this. And uh, as we were listening, as I picked up my kid from school today, Tom, I was very proud to tell you to tell me that, they, oh, that's a baritone sax, Dad. I'm like, oh, the Ooh, nice. And I All looked right. in the, and when I looked and did the notes on this, I'm like, it says actual baritone sax. Nice. Michael, whatever his name. I'm like, oh, fuck. She, dude, I can't even pick out a bass in, in some songs. And she's got an ear for that. And I love that part when it picks up Tom and he goes, Mama told me long oh, ago. So good. Ain't no future in that rock and roll. I, I, I can't tell you. It's just a fun song. Yeah, it's a good song. This is a very Kiss-like song. This could have worked easily on a Kiss album. Put a, Take the horns out. All those guitar that's going on in this. Yep. Take the horns and put the guitar fills in instead of the horns. It fucking works. Yep, agreed. Um, and I like the outro. It's really rocking. Yep. Let's go to the last track. This is New York. Yo.
I Can't Stop the Rain. It really an incredible ballad by Peter Hip. Vocals just off the rails here. I mean, again, is it corny? Is it cheesy? Is it late 70s AM gold cliche? Yes, yes, yes. But he nails it. It's just, it's a very, he just does a great job. And you have to, when we look at these albums, we're not looking at through the lens of 2022 or Kiss Alive 2 or whatever. It, you, you're looking at it through what, what what is in front of us. It is what it is. It's a well done ballad. Peter, again, his voice just kicks ass on these types of songs. You really hear that soulfulness that he that he provides. It, it's th- this of the ballads is probably the best one in my book on the album. Last track here. I can't stop the rain written by Sean Delaney drums. Alan Schwartzberg, Neil Jason on the bass, Elliot Randall guitar, John Tropia guitar, piano keys, Richard Gerstein. Sean Delaney writes good songs. Absolutely. He does. You, you, yes. If you fucking just did a Sean Delaney mix of songs. Yep. You're going to be sitting there going, holy shit. Yep. That's a fucking great compilation. Yep. The whole famous, well, at least to Kiss Tards, it's famous. Hey, this is New York. I love it. Yo. Love it. Fucking I, like an earworm. Like, why is it in there? Yep. It's a fucking beautiful song. Yep. In my opinion. Nice piano opening. And there's a little whispering going on in there in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then a cold wind. Came calling and that pickup, you know what I'm talking about. And then the love, piano starts going. He, Peter's phrasing. I've never ever thought about Peter and any of that stuff. His phrasing of the words in the yep. lyrics to go with the piano is fucking awesome. Especially the drums and the music when they pick up from that. Then a cold wind came calling. Yep. The chorus is fan fucking tastic. It's, it's awesome. And that's all Sean Delaney. Uh, especially when he says lightning and then boom, that, that part in the song goes strikes across the sky. Yep. Oh my God. It's a beautiful guitar solo. What a way to end this album. Yeah. I can't believe that we just went through 10 songs and gushed over the Peter Chris solo. I knew we would, but I just love that we did final thoughts. This is probably the first time. Since the album came out that I spent an extended period of time with the album, um, I, you know, I have kiss playlists, I have kiss shuffle, I'll, you know, song will come on. It's usually the same ones I listen to, but spending a long time with this album and really listening to every song from start to finish. Uh, it, it's a, it's, it, it, it's not a kiss album, but as a Peter Chris album, it's fucking awesome. Love it. I, I'll tell you same thing. I've always listened to it. I've always liked it. Peter's my favorite guy. I can listen to this whole album. I don't dislike the 10th song on this. Nope. album. There's no skips, which is rare because it's a mood album. Yep. So uh, we, we talked about it when we reviewed um, your rush album, you can put that on, you can put dark side of the moon. You can listen to the whole album through automatic for the people. I, I can put the album on. I don't, I can just leave it on, do whatever I'm doing and have the album on. Same thing with this. There's always something that annoys me on a Kiss album. Yeah. There's nothing on this that really bugs me. Yep. Okay. There's songs that are better than others. But for me, I like it because I'm in the mood to listen to shit. So I'm not going from God of Thunder live on a live two to uh, <laughs> kiss the girl goodbye. 
So right. I, I, to me, it works. I, I fucking hate the hate that this album gets. I, I can hold two thoughts in my head. I can love the band Kiss and love stuff that don't very much sound like Kiss. It's yep. okay. Agreed. I'm, I'm with you. I agree. Yep. So, Tom, we haven't done this in quite some time, but I think what we do next is we rank the songs. That is correct. Okay. Ten songs. Do you want to go first or should I? This is your guy. You go first. Okay. Number 10. Kiss the 10th song goodbye. Uh, all right, my number 10. Love. <laughs> love you, is so number if you, 10. If you stop, like, after his love is so. Because love. It almost sounds like, she'll be expecting you. <laughs> love. Exactly. Right? That's where I thought you were going. Yeah. Yep. Right. Easy thing. Not to be confused with the Snoop Dogg version, easy motherfucking thing. <laughs> We're back now at the jack off hour. Of these easy dick. <laughs> Nothing but an easy thing. A fat dick slaps you across your fat ass. <laughs> DJ Easy Dick. We're going to have Trotsky on the episode for ARC. We do doggy style. Yeah, Snoop Doggy Dog. Snoop Doggy Dog. Well, number nine for me, Tom, is a. Uh, Tossing salad and turning. Oh, 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 oh man. Again, I, I'm going to reiterate. Go ahead. I don't dislike any of these songs. Right, right. So, you know, I'm just not enamored with these. Right. That's, I got you. Yeah. Number nine is, is Kiss My Ass Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good song by L.A. Guns. Kiss my love goodbye. L.A. Guns are not bad. We make fun of a lot of those bands from the 80s, but L.A. Guns are good. No, L.A. Guns does not fit in the, no. oh, I got a Warren Sixth album. Ugh, yuck. No, it doesn't. Um, number eight, Tom. I've said this several times to you in our lives. Several. You've said it several. <laughs> Put down several. I've got several years of experience. Tom, you matter to me. Oh, oh, come on. Oh, you're hurting me. And that's why. You know what? That's, that's a perfect segue into my number eight, because you know what you just did? I was I was hoping I was going to have to say, don't you let me down. Oh, but you did. That's my number eight. All right. Okay. For me, number seven, uh, you've already picked this. Uh, and that is easy thing for me. I love when it picks up. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Number seven is uh, I can't stop the rain. No. Now, 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 now I will reiterate what you said. I like this album. I like this album. I, I from, the way you were gushing over this song, I thought I you would have it at the top. Nope. My I will say this: my one through six. This is so weird to think that the Peter Chris solo album is <laughs> hard to rank because a lot of songs are kind of similar, and you like them. Yeah, and you're like okay. Yep. Um, number six for me. Uh, don't you let me down. Don't you let me down. Number six for me is hooked on rock and roll. I know. I lo- and I love this song. I, I think I, I that could easily be number one. I'm I'm totally serious. Number five for me. I'm gonna love you. Wow. I that might was my prediction for your number one. Wow. 
Number five is that's the kind of sugar <laughs> your mama likes. <laughs> mama? Joe Mana. Joe Mana here. Joe, Joe Mana. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> All right. We're up to number four for me. And I believe I have the same thing. That's the kind of sugar that Papa likes. So you have that at four. All right. Yep. My number four is rock me Amadeus, baby. <laughs> Amadeus, Amadeus. Amadeus, Amadeus, Amadeus. That's my number three. All right. All right. My number three is don't let me find you sleeping with another man. I'm going to love you. Number three. You know what my number one and two are, and it's and, and people are gonna be like, "How the fuck is this your one and two? Uh Number two is hooked on rock and roll. Yep. Number two for me is tossing salad. <laughs> I don't want to be the toss salad man. <laughs> the first thing I do is make him toss my salad. <laughs> oh. Number one. One of my favorite ballads. One of my favorite Kiss songs. I can't stop the rain. Wow, that's your number one? Yes, Tom. Wow, that is now a, that is a surprise. I would have never when ever, we started this podcast, yeah. it would never be number one from on this album. Okay. But over time, us doing like lists and things like that. Yeah. I don't know. I find I find brilliance in it. All right. And I think it's because Sean Delaney wrote this song yeah. and he knew what Peter could do. Yeah. And he set this thing up for him. Yeah, my number one is the outlier on this album. It's the disco track. It's you matter to me. I've I've always loved this song. I don't get it. I don't I, get I, why I, you like this so much. Just because I like the disco pop flavor of it, it sticks out because no Ooh. other song is. Yeah, you know, I, I it's just I don't know. It's fun. Well, it's fun. Tom. Well, Tom doesn't sound like you're doing any doesn't, fun over there with, like... with the Peter Chris album. <laughs> In addition to the uh, number of women in the Niagara Falls area. <laughs> number of cars you've smashed in the area. Uh, we are now going to be ranking our 18th Kiss album. That's insane. Okay, Tom. So we're going to list what we've done for album covers. Since we only do this every several months, why don't you tell everybody what your album ranking for the covers are? Okay, so we've done 17 albums so far. Correct. So starting from the bottom, album covers, Animalize, Crazy Nights, Monster, Asylum, Music from the Elder, Revenge, Hot in the Shade, Psycho Circus, Unmasked, Paul Stanley, <laughs> Kiss, Dress to Kill, Ace Frehley, Gene Simmons, Creatures of the Night, Rock and Roll Over, and Love Gun. All right, Peter All right. Chris. All right. <laughs> um, I I've said it before. I love, love, love the solo albums. Yep. And uh, I especially love this one. The green just sticks out for me. Um, I love it. Where does it fall here? Ooh. This is so tough. But is it really that tough? I'm putting it at number five. It's going right above wow. ace it's going right above ace and right oh. below gene wow yeah i just just because i lo i just love the i love the look on his face the way he's looking down and his eyes are up he's got the love gun bandolier the green tint is just fucking awesome i love it love it love it so yeah so my four five and six are all solo albums 
Paul got bounced down a little bit due to uh, Dress to Kill in the debut album, but I got yeah, Gene at four, Peter at five, Ace at six. So, so Peter Paul's, who's a fantastic album cover. Yeah, exactly. Is, is number four for you out, out of those? Out of the yeah, which is kind of ridiculous because they're all awesome. Yep. Yeah. So Tom, for me, okay, I'm going from the bottom album covers. Animalized, we're both the same there at least. Yeah. But then it's a little different. Music from the Elder, Hot in the Shade, Unmasked, Psycho Circus, Revenge, Monster, Crazy Nights, Asylum. Paul Stanley is number eight. Kiss, debut album. Ace Frehley, Creatures of the Night, Dressed to Kill, Gene Simmons, and Love Gun, and then Rock and Roll Over. So me and you, I'm noticing Rock and Roll Over and Love Gun, I haven't switched with you. Yep. All right. So I'm like you. Paul is the least. Uh, he's number four for me on the Soul Lamas. And I love that album cover. Yeah, it's it's hard to rank them. It's, it's weird. So I've got to go by is Peter or Ace. He's not. Peter is not better than Gene. Okay. No, 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 so no. The thing is. Here's Ace? why Peter is better than Ace. I'll tell okay. you why. Because Ace curious. looks because Ace has that face. But Ace actually looks like he's a handsome man in that photo, and he's not a handsome man. I'm telling you, the Peter scowl is what tips it off with the green. T- it just it's 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 the closest to coming to be. And nothing's going to be Gene, but if something was, it would be Peter right. Solo. So here's what I'm thinking: on Ace's side, Ace actually looks normal and looks like a good-looking guy, and it's a fucking cool cover. Mm-hmm. Okay, he doesn't look like he's looking to the left when everyone's looking to the right. Right, like, it's dead on. But the thing is, there's not many fucking iconic, really that cool photos of Peter. Right. And this is great. Yep. I love the green on this. Yeah. And he's my guy. Yeah. So I am putting this just below Creatures of the Night, but ahead of Ace at six. Oh, wow. So I have it ranked higher than. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Tom, right. I have Dressed to Kill in my top five. You have it just underneath is number seven. Yep. I have it number four. Yep. So that's what the difference is. But other than that, we'd have the same ones in there, really. So let me ask you this real quick. Why do we both have Paul Lat? We both love Paul. I love purple is my favorite color. So honestly, it's my favorite color. Why? Why? I don't, is it because just because we're, we're both lo- straight men? <laughs> I mean, is that in- politically incorrect? What the hell does that have any? <laughs> it's like I'm not attracted to him. But if I was a female, I could say, wow, Paul looks great there. Paul's the stud lead singer, the sex symbol. To me, I don't look at them for sex symbols, but somebody else might. No, nah, maybe you're right. Maybe the Paul cover is a little bit like, ooh, darling, I want to make love. I think Paul looks great in it. He does. But I will say, has anybody ever said, oh, dude, Ace Frehley looks hot. <laughs> Plenty of people say it. Let me give you a couple names. Or even Peter. Like, they're not known Dude, for this. Peter is books. not what you would call a handsome man. None no, of them are. Av- but Peter's not an awkward-looking man. He he was never good-looking. Okay, but he's not awkward-looking. He's not well, a strange-looking well, man. You, well, you compare him to the mongoloid man, Ace. <laughs> Can I say that? Can I say that? I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> Did, wasn't <laughs> so, didn't no, didn't somebody write a di- 
Peter, Peter thought he was Asian. <laughs> no, he thought he was from Mongolia or <laughs> yeah, something. Exactly. I don't know. But Gene Simmons <laughs> is a weird looking man. Yes. He's strange looking, like exotic looking, bigler, a toxic force field. Like, okay. Paul is a decent looking man. Right. Okay. In his heyday, not crooked man now. And again, we're two straight guys talking about other people's looks. Who the fuck are we? But right. Peter looks like a normal Italian guy walking down the street. Hey, fuck yeah. he doesn't look weird. If you saw Peter Chris in the streets, okay, you wouldn't be like, oh, that fucking weirdo. Eh, probably not. If you saw a stumbling across, you'd be like, what the fuck is this guy? That guy's a weirdo. Yeah, look yeah. at him. But I, I'm telling you, I think that's, I don't know. Uh, okay i just think it's interesting how we have the gene peter and ace kind of grouped together and then paul is just down there i also think it might be to me maybe this is like a subconscious thing calling dr tom here uh, maybe it's just because we, we see paul paul is such the front man we're like yeah we see we see paul all the time he can go down to the bottom like we don't see yeah they're never iconic the images of attention of, right we never we don't see iconic like portraits of Peter and Ace. They're ever. never the focal point right. of a photo shoot. Ex- exactly. This is just Ace. Yeah. This is just Peter. Right. It's, uh, it, you know, it's, Paul is always the focal. Right. Ooh. So maybe that's it. Ooh, darling. Darling, I want to make love to you. All right. All right. Let's get let's get to the difficult part now. Let's get to the good stuff. Turn oh, the boy. page, Tom. Let's get to the good stuff. All, All right. right. Album rankings. Why don't okay. you read what you have now, Tom? All right, so these are album rankings. Right. Last, number 17, Monster. Music from the Elder. Psycho Circus. Animalize. Gene Simmons. Creatures of the Night. Ace Frehley. Asylum. Crazy Nights. Hot in the Shade. Unmasked. Paul Stanley. Rock and Roll Over. Kiss Debut. Revenge. Dress to Kill. Love Gun. This is... Very, very, very difficult. I'll tell you why this is difficult. Technically, this is in the Kiss discography, so it's got to be ranked. Mm-hmm. But it's not a fucking Kiss album. <laughs> you know, th- th- this would be like trying to take like a bunch of like Metallica albums and being like, "Hey, rank this Steely Dan album with yeah. these Metallica albums." It's like or I can't because album review crew. And uh, okay, here we're going to review the four tops. Exactly right. Uh, like I. I it, Okay, here's the problem with the Peter Chris album. We just gushed over it for a long time. I like it. There's some songs that I go to. Go to him. <laughs> but this is a Kiss album. So I know. even if you had it at number 18, it's still probably better than everything. Right. And the problem with the Peter album is that it is not a Kiss album when we're ranking Kiss albums. Right. Okay. So I like the album. But it's it. I just can't go to it that often. It go to it for right now. He, he, I'll put it to you this way: right now, it is battling with music from the elder. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Psycho Circus. I uh, there's some songs on that that I that I really enjoy. That I go to rocking good songs. There's an Ace song, whatever. Music from the elder. It still has the oath. It still has I. It has Mr. Blackwell. It has Dark Light. I like World Without Heroes. You hate it. 
Peter's solo album doesn't have any of that. It has songs I enjoy, but it doesn't have any of that. So as much as I like the album, it it pains me to say that I have to put it below music from the elder. Okay. It's gonna be it's gonna be second to last. Monster's still at the bottom. I hear you, buddy. You know, and and, and it's it's hard because I like I truly enjoy the album. For all the talk of you enjoying the album, though, that's just about where most KISS fans would actually probably have it. I agree. I agree. <laughs> right. It's it I I don't know. It's it's a it's a tough one. It's a tough one. All right. So for me, all the way from the bottom, I went monster, unmasked, Gene Simmons. Psycho Circus, Animalized, Asylum, Ace Frehley, Music from the Elder. Yep, that's right. I have Ace below that. Hot in the Shade, Crazy Nights, Dress to Kill, Paul Stanley, Love Gun, Revenge, Kiss Debut, Creatures of the Night, Rock and Roll Over. Where the fuck am I putting this Peter Chris album? I'm not I'm not kidding. I've never like lamented over a fucking album the way I have with this one. Yeah. Um, so I've got to like I know I changed the way I philosophically put these albums. Like, do I have a song that I don't like on this album that I can't stand that I have to change? Do I have a something like that's one of my favorites? So I move it up. Does it get more bonus points? Or do I get more bonus points for steady awesomeness? Right. If I like, for instance, Rock and Roll Over is my number one album on this so far. Okay. Yep. Yep. See You in My Dreams would probably be my least favorite song if it was on the Peter Chris album. Okay. So, no, I'm not being stupid. I'm not putting this at number one. I'm just saying, no, no, no. Those are things to kind of take into account. Yep. Even Revenge, Tough Love is fucking brutal. Love Gun that you got, then she kissed me, which actually isn't that bad of a song, but it's it's actually not. But all right. So, I'm going to be bold here. Again, I can put this album on and leave it on. Yeah. Okay. I love all these albums. I like Monster. Okay. I like this album better than Ace. So with that being said, I got to put it above Ace. Do I like it better than The Elder? I do. Do I like it better than Hot in the Shade? You don't. Don't hurt me that badly. You don't, you do not like this better than you love me to hate you. Silver spoon, King of hearts forever rise to it. I, you, you don't you know those I, three songs. You just said the trifecta that we love from hot in the shade. Yep. I like, no, you don't. I can't stop the rain. Oh, God. That's the kind of sugar and hooked on rock and roll better than those three. I would listen okay. to those three first. All right. So I'm going to be, I'm getting hate mail for the I, rest of this podcast. I have breaking news when not making it through another 200 episodes. <laughs> um, I, I'm I never going to hear the end of this. I'm putting Peter's album number nine. Oh, my God. Almighty. Above hot in the shade. Oh below crazy Oh, my nice. God. Oh, my. I knew you liked this album, but I didn't know you had brain damage from love it. Love Peter. Love his album. I love I'll tell it. you right. I'll tell you right now. The bigger, hotter take right there. Is that you have Ace Freely ranked below <laughs> Peter? <laughs> Look, it's a good album. It's an enjoyable, fun album. It doesn't suck. Like for me, I don't like Monster. There's like two or three songs that I find fun on that album. That is not an album I would ever put on. I would in the same thing, and that that's why I struggle with Peter in the Elder. The Elder has some real skippable stuff, but the highs on the Elder are higher than 
the highs on Peter. It's just tough. It's tough to rank. But hey, good for you. You do you. Good for you. Yeah, Tom, I look at it when you go hot in the shade. So I can tell you right at the bat, I don't like Betrayed at all. Prisoner yeah. of Love, I don't like. Um, I love Forever, Silver Spoon, Cadillac Dreams, King of Hearts, Street Giveth. Uh, you love me to hate me somewhere between it, but even little season, but boomerang betrayed read my, uh, prison. But you're also love. comparing, but you're also like, comparing an album that has 15 songs with an album that has 10. That's not yeah, fair. So what do I want to hear? If I'm going to take an album with it, I'd rather hear these songs. That's me. I know. Okay. Fucked up. That's what that's, that's, that's why we do the show. That's right. My friend. Yep. Well, Tom, what we do next is we go to questions. You got one. We do, and I love these when I can bank these questions for an episode. Like I love, I love questions that we get, and I hold on to them because I'm like, I know we're going to do an episode where I can throw this in here. So nice. we got a, so we got a question here. This is from Christopher from Facebook, not Christopher the Wallet, another Christopher, and he wants to know if Kiss did the solo albums again right now. Whose do you think would be better, Eric Singer's or Tommy Thayer's? Tommy Thayer. Okay. <laughs> Why? Just quickly. Because they each have two songs in the catalog, and I like Tommy's better than Eric's. Yeah, I agree. I, I think I think Tommy. I like Tommy's voice. Um, I think you're right. I think Tommy's two songs. I think Out of This World and When Lightning Strikes are tremendously underrated. I think both of Eric's songs are horrendous. I've said that before. I think they're bad. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that would be interesting. I think it's a good question just because I love these like what ifs because it's never going to happen. Obviously, they're never going to do solo albums again. Um, I think Tommy would put together a really good kick-ass album. I think it would be good. I, I'm, I mean, Eric's got some talent. That boy's got talent. Eric would do a good album. Um, I just I don't know if I could listen to 10, 12 songs of Eric's voice. I'm not a big fan. Tommy's also contributed to other Kiss albums and songs. Yes, he knows the Kiss sound. Yeah, but I think he's got a really underrated voice. Like I like, I like. I think he's decent. I think he can come up with a good, decent riff and make it work. He knows what Kiss fans like. Yes, agreed. Yep, great question. I've been sitting on that one for a while, Christopher. Thank you for contributing. Appreciate it very much. Tom, where can people find us? Always go to our website, shoutoutloudcast.com, shoutoutloudcast.com. That's where all of our episodes are. You can find our Shout Out Loudcast episodes, our ARC episodes, Dorm Damage, and Zeppelin Chronicles episodes. They're all there, all of our rankings. And you can comment directly from the website, too. You comment directly on the website. We can receive the comment through our email. Uh, but on the website, it's all there. You can join our Patreon through the website. There's a link there. You can shop on our Amazon link. You can buy our Shout It Out Loudcast merch. Everything is right there. You can join our social media. Everything, check that out. And, of course, our email, shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. Please email us. We read every email. We may not get to all of them during the show because we get a lot, which is a great problem to have, but we do read all of them. Uh, And, of course, our social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all of them. We're everywhere. Please check us out, follow us, tag us, comment, all that good stuff. Uh, And, of course, we mentioned earlier. Uh, our amazing and wonderful Patreon family. Special shout out this week to Pat, Steve, and Anthony for joining the family. You guys are the best, as are everybody else in the Patreon family. We love you guys. Patreon.com or download the app. And we're always pr- 
proud to say that we're part of the Pantheon podcast network of shows, tons of great music podcasts, all different genres, and we're part of that family. So check them out, pantheonpodcast.com. You can DM us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We try to read as many of them as we can. Uh, We do our best, but keep them coming. We love seeing them. And please subscribe to our YouTube channel. That, uh, I believe, we're closing in now on the 900 mark. We'd like to get to 1,000 and then F it. Who gives a shit? Uh, Please then also give us one of those five-star child reviews. Now, we do have a new review that we want to read. All right. Yep. And this one says it's a five-star child review on Apple Podcasts. Okay. Okay. And it says, my favorite podcast, five stars. I discovered Shout Out Loudcast a few months ago via an Eddie Trunk interview. All right. After one episode, I was immediately hooked. T and Z are hilarious. Also honest and informal with valid criticisms of the band and stupid, funny impersonations. Hey, they are best buds. Not really. We hate each other. Not really. This is a business proposition. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's like fucking shunny, sunny and share in the last few years and their report (laughs) and camaraderie make the show a very enjoyable and entertaining listening. They've also made a bigger Kiss fan than I was ever before. Dude, I love hearing that. Me too. Me too. That's awesome. Yes. Most podcasts are boring, endless ramblings, and (laughs) self-absorbed. These guys are anything but. They follow a format, usually stick to the program. And if they don't, it's always something hilarious. Definitely my favorite podcast music or otherwise keep up the good work fellas thanks for the laugh rudy doth oh that's a rudy you are the man oh thank you so much what an incredible review thank you for the kind words and for taking the time to type that and put that and send that to us truly appreciate it, rudy we know you're part of the shout out loudcast family and uh we truly appreciate that and he signed it rudy not sarzo Oh, okay. So, Rudy, thank you again. You're an awesome Patreon listener and follower. That's right. So, thank you very much for all that. And please, those reviews help us a lot. And, Tom, what we do next is we go to Famous Last Words. Uh, You got something off this album? Of course I do. Well, of course I do. Of course I do. And you know what it's like to be hurt. Right. I ain't no good at talking. So, girl, I'm telling you straight. My heart feels just like an orphan. I hope I'm not too late. Because you're mad at uh, me. And that's, that's why. You know, I want to see if our buddy Daryl Albert can put together one of those roller skating videos for us with You Matter to Me. He's done it before. He did it with Disco Strutter 78. Does it matter to me? He can pull it off. He can pull it off. All right, Tom. I can't stop the rain. Here it comes again. Lightning strikes across the sky. Oh, I can't stop the rain. Here it comes 
again. Lightning only blinds my eyes. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, they sound like they sound like favorite, Aussie lyrics. One of my favorite Kiss songs of all time. Yeah, I said it. Good for you. Uh, Brace yourself for the onslaught of no, hatred when this episode drops. No, I know. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking get destroyed. I don't give. <laughs> That's a shit. okay. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, Peter, Chris, Tom, Loudcasters, Kiss Army, everybody, thank you, guys. You're the best. Thank you so much for everything for uh, listening and. Making our show as awesome as it is, and this is all to you. Uh, you guys are the best. Best fans, listeners, followers, supporters that we could ask for. Thank you. And Zeus, as always, my friend, thank you. Peace out, Girl Scout. I think in Peter's case, it had to do with his upbringing and the fact that he wasn't very bright. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years' experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I 270 and MD 85 in Frederick, right next to Long Shots Off Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1 800 Gambler. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.